Welcome to Kelly's Roadhouse, the Sweet Valley Recap Podcast. My name is Paula and I'm here with Rich. Hello and happy birthday. Yep, happy birthday to us. It's our first birthday. Well, it'll be our first, it'll be our birthday eve when you're listening to this. Yes, yes, our birthday will be on Tuesday. And for us right now, it's our birthday eve eve. (laughs) Yes, yes, we're recording on the Sunday. So we've got a special episode for you this week to celebrate. Do we have a special book this week? It's Sweet Valley High Superstar, Lila's Story. This book is amazing. Got, got to learn all about old Flatface. <laughs> got, got to hear all about Flatface and probably the worst <laughs> month of her life. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've got some good news as well. Just in time for our birthday, we hit over 4,000 listens. We did, literally this week, which is pretty good we were saying well maybe we'll make four thousand listens by our birthday and we literally we literally just did so yes thank you for listening everybody yeah thank you so much to everyone who's listened and shared and feels really weird saying thank you for listening at the start of the podcast yeah thank you for listening now continue (laughs) to listen yeah thanks for listening bye guys (laughs) that was it (laughs) so yeah we read lila's story to celebrate and um we loved it this is the most sustained furious that lila's ever been like she's <laughs> angry for the whole pretty much the whole book like every p- other page is talking about how furious lila yeah. is her eyes flash about <laughs> 20 times yeah her skin goes red like it always says that in these books like their eyes flashed with anger yes yes and and the uh, cheeks burning <laughs> as a kind of robot rage <laughs> The book has a purple cover, of course. I of love course. the cover to this book. It's got to be unicorn colours, although now we're obviously in high. The unicorns don't exist anymore. But I do like they've kept the continuity. She Purple's loves purple. colour of royalty, remember? Of course. Apparently. And she's wearing a purple turtleneck sweater and some pearls. Yes. Her face isn't quite flat enough, as far as I'm concerned. No, and we are sure, well, everyone's sure, really, that this cover is based on jennifer connelly it does look like her there's a photo of yeah. her um of jennifer connelly side by side with this one on instagram i think mm-hmm. grace marion posted it yeah. and it, the likeness is uncanny yeah. it's got I, be. I agree i think so and yeah i've got a big yellow star underneath the picture with superstar written yeah in it. it's the superstar edition so i think there are so superstar books there's lila's story todd's story olivia's story and Bruce's story and Enid's story. Well, no one wants to read about Enid. Hmm. Come on. But no Winston story. Yeah, I'm. I would have swapped Gutted. Enid with Winston. So yeah, we decided to do Lila because she's our favourite. She is the best. And the back of the book says competition. Lila Fowler is the richest girl at Sweet Valley High. She wears designer clothes, lives in a mansion, and has an allowance at least three times the size of her friends. And as an only child, she's always had all of her father's affection. Lila has everything a girl could possibly want. But before long, Lila's happiness is shattered. Her father brings home a beautiful new girlfriend, Joan. And Joan has a daughter, Jacqueline, who's the same age as Lila. Soon it seems that Joan and Jacqueline are taking over Fowler Crest and Lila is furious. Then Mr. Fowler drops a bombshell. He and Joan are getting married. If Lila can't stop them, her life will change forever. 
read all about the most exciting people at Sea Valley High in the Superstar Editions. Well, I'm, uh, I must say I was excited to read this book. And um, I was excited even from the very opening because we are jumping into the future with this book. Oh, of course we are, yeah, as a podcast. So, of course, I, uh, you know, I'm also the co-host of Casey's Ice Cream Parlor. Mm -hmm. We do twins all the time every other week. And, uh, of course, Amy features heavily in in, uh, in Twins. And this is the first appearance for us as a podcast of Amy in Sweet Valley High. Yeah. And um, she is on the beach at the opening of this book with Lila, Jessica and Cara. Mm -hmm. It's summer vacation. Yeah. And Lila's complaining that she wants some excitement. Yes, uh, she's like, I need something to do because everything's boring. Um, And uh, I love that Jessica and Amy are basically like, you basically mean someone, not something. Yeah. Amy asks if the guys at the country club aren't exciting enough. Yeah. And Cara has a horrific suggestion. She says quite innocently, why don't you just get a job? <laughs> like, And I think Cara actually meant it, like, oh innocently. Oh, my God. Imagine asking Lila Fowler to get a job. No. Um... Lila says they're all immature. What's immature about that? That's yeah, actually the what's opposite. immature about working? <laughs> yeah, it's literally the opposite. Well, I think she says they're immature because everyone else giggles apart from mm-hmm. Lila. We're reminded that she's a rich daddy's girl and how she's lived alone with George in his Spanish star mansion since her parents got divorced years ago. Yeah, the book says that uh, Lila is is used to and tired of rich jokes because she's rich. Poor girl. Yeah, what what difficult life. Jessica suggests she does a summer exchange and she says a poor, deprived girl like her could live in Lila's glamorous room for the summer. Yes, and again, everybody laughs except for Lila. And then Lila starts complaining about the beach. Yes. Which is perfect. Yeah, yeah, of course, it's Sweet Valley. She hates the beach. She hates everything. She just, she, she, be prepared for Lila to be miserable for this entire book, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, welcome to the new Amy. She's perving over some guys to buy the water. Can't believe it. It's not the Amy that you know, is it, Rich? It's not stringy-haired Amy <laughs> that I remember. No more stringy hair now. Um, Jessica and Cara say they're going to need to get summer jobs. And Jess reminds Lila that even she worries about money sometimes. And she mentions that last week at Lisette's, Lila bought an expensive suede outfit. And she worried what her father would say. Yes. Um, and uh, Lila says, well, yeah, you know, daddy's been trying to keep me on a credit limit, but I've blown it every month for the last two months. Yeah. Um, and he's made a promise to stick to a limit. It's like, why why make her promise? Why not just get the credit card companies to, to put limit a limit it. on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would surely be the, the better way. Absolutely. Or just put a set amount in her account every month and then she can't go overdrawn. Yeah. You know, um, by the way, Kara is just happy that her steady boyfriend, <laughs> Stephen, is coming back for the summer holidays. Yeah. Another thing that's yet to happen. Uh, We're not far off of all of this, though. I know, yeah, yeah. It's We're good. only, like, maybe five books away. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Amy comes back in book 29. Okay. And we're on book 23 or something. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be soon. So Amy tells Lila that she saw her father at the movies last night with a very glamorous woman. Yeah, Lila immediately turns bitter and says, oh, that must have been jo- that Joan Borden. <laughs> um, she says Joan's mad about her father and she calls him grotesque pet names. For some reason, since never in Twins so far, never in High 
so far. This book, everyone calls Lila Lie. Yeah, I didn't notice that. It happens. I've never noticed it until this book, but for some reason, mm. everyone's calling her Lie. So apparently Joan lives in LA, but she's constantly phoning George. Yeah, she she's mad about George, but she's convinced that, that George has the sense to know what she's about and what she's up to. Mm. Lila, uh, Amy accuses Lila of being jealous of Joan, which causes Lila to storm off with her nose in the air. Yes, just as Liz arrives. Yeah, Liz sees this and she's asked what's going on. Yeah. And Jessica says it's nothing, just too much health beauty and fortune yeah <laughs> and then even though this book's about lila you get the twin description of course but it's it's quite um quite uh slimmed down yeah thank yeah. god this book features like all of the characters um but it is very focused on on lila it's yes good. so um it says they're tan and slender blue green eyes silky blonde hair and they embodied californian beauty sure that's a new one i think that is a new one to me um, Liz is very excited. She is. Um, I can't figure this one out, but yeah. Um, Carla um, Xavier. Xavier? Carla, Carla Xavier. Xavier, a popular singer-songwriter, is doing a concert in Sweet Valley to raise money for the homeless. And local band West End are supporting. <laughs> yes. That is the sh- that I'm disappointed. Sweet Valley band names are usually so good. Yeah, West End is rubbish. West End's like the shittest name they've had. Yeah. West fucking End. Ugh. So, um, where are the droids? Why aren't they supporting? Yeah, why aren't the droids supporting? What's going on? Well, I know where the droids are because they come up later. Mm, but... They do. So Liz has somehow managed to get 10 tickets for this just to give to give away to people. So I have a theory about this. Because Liz comes over and she <clears throat> offers tickets to Jess and all of her friends. Uh, and my assumption is that Liz got excited, like overexcited, when they were giving out free tickets and got 10 of them. And then realized that she's really only got Todd and Enid <laughs> and no one else really to hang around with. So yeah. she was like, oh, I guess I'll just give... I haven't got any other friends, so I guess I'll just give them to Jess's friends. Also, well, I've got a theory that... How has she managed to get 10 tickets for free for a charity event? I know. Also, like, yeah, you're fucking either, a charity over. Either she's made of money, right, yeah. to buy 10 tickets, or... She's got them for free somehow, which is pretty low if it's a charity event. So, yeah, I was going to say, you should really buy like, the tickets for yeah. a charity event. Even yeah. if they were offered to you for free, wouldn't you be like, well, it's for charity, I'll yeah. pay, it's fine. And I don't know, how does she get them? We never find out. Who knows? But um, she asks if Lila would like to come, because there's mm-hmm. a spare ticket, but she does... They're going with Enid and Enid's new boyfriend, Hugh. I know, yeah, Hugh, that was it. What did I say to you last Joshua. time? Joshua. I was like, his name's Joshua or something. Yeah, um, Hugh. And Todd, Stephen and Aaron are going as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she, she, Amy suggests, she's got one ticket left and Amy suggests Lila. And Jessica says, well, Lila's been a bit touchy lately, so it's hard to say if she'll want to go. It's like, yeah, I'm sure she'd be thrilled all of her friends going to a gig without her. Yeah. Like, and then Liz is like, she's gonna go. Liz is like, well, I have someone else who might be interested. So can you let me know by tonight? It's like, yeah, Liz, you right. don't who have any have other you friends. Got? you talking about? Maybe Olivia. Maybe Olivia. That's true. Um. So Jessica goes to find Lila to ask and she catches up with her in the beach parking lot. So Lila's lost the keys to the Lime Green Triumph. Yes, um, and she's kind of, you know, swearing to herself and whatnot when uh, Jess comes up. But uh, as she opens the door, she finds the keys, opens the door, 
she's got a shiny new car phone. Mm-hmm. Before that, though, Jessica suggests she might have left the keys in the ignition. And she's like, oh, I did that last week. In a like, triumph. How careless are you with I know. car? <laughs> in a triumph. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, when she finds the keys, they're attached to a large gold key ring, which I'm assuming is real gold. Oh, yeah, solid. Um, and yeah, Jess is fascinated by by the car phone. Yeah. Which she must have seen before. She's always in that car. Well, I think it's new, so I'm assuming she's had it installed recently. Yeah. But this is a car phone in the 80s. This is pretty big. You yeah. Know, this is pretty cool. Lila just shrugs like it's no big deal. Yeah. So Jessica asks her about the gig and she's quite rude. Yeah, she's like, oh, well, I've got nothing better to do. It's like, wow. <laughs> and Jess is like, well, it might not be a trip to the Concord. And if you don't want to come, we'll give the ticket to someone else. And very unlike Lila, Lila apologizes. Mm, she does. She admits she's just in a bad mood because of Joan. Yeah, she says she was perfectly happy until bloody Amy brought up Joan. Hmm. She wasn't though. She was she was moaning about it. She was miserable to begin with, <laughs> I know. She was miserable from the start, but never mind. And then when she gets home, she's surprised to see her father um home from work. Yes. He's off to LA to see the symphony with Joan. Yes. Um Lila, you know, compliments him on his tie. She's disappointed that he's going off to LA. We get a good description of George here. We do, yes. Go go for it. So he looked younger than forty five. That's interesting to know his He age. looks forty four. Yeah. Um, he had a movie star's distinguished good looks with a bit of silver beginning to touch his sideburns. Daily tennis games kept him fit and everything about him was tasteful. Brilliant. He wore a navy cashmere jacket, a fine cotton shirt imported from England. Our shirts aren't wow. that great, guys. I would have thought, you, <laughs> didn't you normally get like Italian shirts are usually the thing, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't I've know. I've never heard of England English shirts. shirts. Shirt. I've got some Apparently shirts our, in there. Our shirts are good enough for George Filer. Wow. <laughs> he gets them especially imported. Um, and he's got a spectacular tie. That's yes. a very strong word to describe a tie. Well, it must spectacular. be pretty, It must be pretty good because Lila does compliment him on his tie. <laughs> um, but she's immediately crushed upon, you know, congratulating him on his tie work to uh, discover that Joan bought it for him. Yeah. Um, she bought it in Milan. And then he basically, George is like, yeah, Joan got it for me in Milan. She's the most tasteful, most amazing woman in the world. She's got the best taste ever. <laughs> and Lila's just like, oh, fuck off. And then he asks Lila if she spent $600 at Lisette's last week. Yeah. And so uh, uh, it's the suede outfit. It's the suede outfit suede from outfit. Lisette's. Sounds like a cowgirl outfit. It kind of does. Suede it, outfit. That's it doesn't bizarre. sound... Yeah, it's like you go into like one of those those like cowboy reenactments. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he says that Joan's daughter, Jacqueline, doesn't even have credit card privileges. Yeah, and Lila gets so worked up. And for reasons that she doesn't even understand, mm. she denies it. She says, no, there must have been a mistake yeah. in the shop. And he apologises and he says he'll call the shop in the morning to straighten things out. Yeah, and Lila's like, oh, great. Yeah. Um, and she thinks, well, it makes no difference lying to him anyway when he's so wrapped up in Joan to notice anything about me. Yeah. Um, I wanted to try shoplifting like last time. Yeah. <laughs> that seemed to work pretty well. He was all he was all, uh, all about her after that. He was. For a bit, wasn't he? I mean, God, she's stolen from Lissette's. So now she's claiming that Lissette's <laughs> overcharged her. Like, they're never going to let her in again. I bet she's their best customer, though. They're like, we can't, yeah. we can't get rid of Lila. The next day, Lila wakes up at 10.30am and scowls at her alarm clock. Yeah, she's really pissed about it's it. It's a bit lazy. Uh, well, it is, but it's the summer holidays, mind. 
Yeah. She's uh, instantly regretting what she told her father the day mm. before, uh, worrying that it might happen to uh, come back and bite her when um, Eva comes in to get her up and uh, mm-hmm. tells her to come downstairs because George has something to tell her mm-hmm. pronto. Eva's the housekeeper, by the way. Yes, and sort of a mother figure to, to, to Lila, it seems. She's like, she she really likes Eva. Yeah. Um, when considering she normally talks about slaves, she's like, <laughs> my bloody slaves. Like, Eva's the one yeah. that she likes, the housemaid that she really likes, clearly. So she's wanted downstairs to help plan the lunch menu with her dad. Lunching. They're having company. Oh! <gasps> Oh boy, who's coming? So she gets downstairs. George asks what she thinks of poached salmon with cucumber and lobster sauce. Um, it's better, sounds better than a clam special. Exactly, no clams in the Fowler <laughs> household. And um, he tells her that Joan and Jacqueline are spending the day at Fowler Crest. Not just Joan, but her daughter Jacqueline. Yeah. So Jacqueline's the same age as Lila, and he's excited for them to meet. Lila is not excited for them to meet. Yeah, and he doesn't notice this. No. He doesn't notice no. she looks absolutely furious. <laughs> yeah, he must be so used to her looking furious. And he just goes on about salad. Um, yeah. And she hates seeing her father, a rich, powerful computer executive, reduced to planning a menu. It's like, my God, a man deciding on, on food like it's menu? very unbecoming like, of a yeah. man of his status. Horrifying. Um, George uh, says that he wants her to be at the at the meal. Which is taking place today, and then then she clears her throat menacingly. Yeah, have you got that, Diana? Yeah. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. How do you <clears throat> how do you mournfully unwrap a popsicle? These are the yeah. kind of questions we ask on this podcast. <laughs> um, she says that she had plans with uh, Jess and Cara that day, and George says, "Well, you know, this is a really important, and a lot of planning has gone into this for for me and Joan. So I really want you to be there." And it's like George, you fuck. How long have you known about this meal? You could have told your daughter with like more than half a day's notice. It's 10.30 yeah. in the morning and, and she's also, just finding out. He's kind of gone from, you know, not giving a shit about what she does to suddenly expecting to suddenly, her to yeah. be just there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He needs her to be there. So it's a bit of a big change. Yes. Um. So she thinks, fine, I'll stay home, but I won't be nice to them. Yeah, like fine, I'll be here, but I'll be absolutely miserable. So at lunchtime on the patio, the table's laid with the best silver and there's a fresh orchid on each plate. It's a weird choice for a starter. It's a very weird choice. Tr- <laughs> unless that's decorative. It might just be decorative. It is decorative. I was, I was being You're sarcastic. You're being funny? Okay. <laughs> um, do you... I, I like that, that uh, despite being really pissed off, Lila has to admit that Eva's done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And when they arrive, Jacqueline's literally standing in Joan's shadow. Yes, and apparently Lila thinks that Jacqueline is dressed bland and that she wouldn't be seen dead in green beige clothes. Yeah, apparently her outfit is bland, both in design and colour. It's something Liz would wear. Um, it's a greenish beige skirt. I mean, it does sound pretty pretty gross. It sounds very Liz. <laughs> and Joan, Joan smells like a perfume counter and she starts cooing over Lila and kissing her cheeks. Lila loathed her with every bone in her body. I know, it's like she immediately... Had to admit she was beautiful. Yeah, sure. Her hair was a wonderful shade of chestnut. Suzanne Devlin was beautiful, though. Hmm. Her hair was a wonderful shade of chestnut and she was elegantly thin. She was wearing very high heels, an off-white dress and jewellery that was colourful but tasteful. 
I don't know why I said that so also aggressive. You said then. that really like... with disdain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you actually hate Joan. It's almost like you've very read... high heels, colorful but tick. I don't know why. I just <laughs> it's almost like you've read this book. Yeah, but apparently there was something fake about her. Yes, Lila has immediately picked up that there's something fake about her, and she's also immediately picked up that Jacqueline just seems to do whatever her mum says. Yeah, when Joan compliments the decor. Lila loves telling her that her mother chose it all. Yeah, she's like, oh, mother designed it all. Just make her as awkward as possible. George comes down acting like a teenager in love and Lila feels embarrassed for him. I know, she thinks he's like pathetic. She's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed by you. And when Joan told him about her car engine being a bit noisy on the way up, he acted like she'd announced she had a terminal disease. Yeah. At lunchtime, Jacqueline and Joan stuff their faces and Lila wonders if maybe they don't get good food at home. Yeah, Lila says that she's, uh, you know, she well, she's got no appetite, has she, either, Lila, because she's no. just, like, fuming. Um, and, um, yeah, Joan's kind of going on and on about Beverly Hills and how exciting everything is. Um, so Lila mentions, like, well, you must be really bored in Sweet Valley. I mean, Sweet Valley's really dull. This is what they do every time someone visits that they hate. Like, <laughs> they did it with Suzanne Devlin, didn't they? They were like, yeah. oh, it's really boring in Sweet Valley. You'll hate it here. You shouldn't You shouldn't stay here. You should just go home. One thing, it's definitely not as boring. I agree. I agree. It's like the most exciting place on the planet. So, <clears throat> um, And then George announces that he's taking them to the country club tomorrow. And Lila says they probably spend enough time at their own country club. Yeah, but of course, like, Joan and Jacqueline are like, oh, my God, we'd love to see your country club. Sounds like Mm. the most exciting thing in the world, George. But Lila's noticed that Joan seems to be trying too hard to emphasise their Beverly Hills connections. Um, She was disappointed when she told them uh, her mother was an Alden Westcott and nobody had ever heard of them. Yeah. (laughs) Probably made up. Mm -hmm. So Lila joins them at the country club for a while. Sorry, I said they were going tomorrow. They're not. It's later that day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Lila joins them there for a while, but uh, she slips off when she can get away with it. <clears throat> and uh, George tells her they need to have a serious talk when she gets home. Yeah, I, li- I like that when they're there, <laughs> while, they're- while she's there briefly, uh, Jacqueline comes up to her and she tries to be nice. And she's just like, hey, maybe we could, we could play tennis. I'd love to play tennis. Maybe we could play doubles <laughs> with uh, with our parents. And Lila just shouts, no. And then she's like, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> like okay maybe not then uh, and, but yeah she she just escapes as soon as she can yeah and then later on she tries to sneak back in but george is waiting up for her yes he confronts her about the uh 600 bill he's called lisette so he knows that she lied and he says he only allowed her to have credit cards so she could learn how to handle money i don't see how that helps no that's the opposite, that's the opposite. That's yeah the opposite like here's this unlimited credit card go um, learn about yeah. money And he gives her a long lecture about trust and he asks her to be more welcoming to Jacqueline because she's shy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, he he really wants her to, you know, put Jacqueline at ease. Um, I I have made a note here that from my knowledge of Lila Fowler, um, counting on Lila to help anyone is like the dumbest (laughs) idea ever and George clearly doesn't know his daughter very well. Yeah, and then we cut to Sweet Valley Stadium for the Carla Xavier concert. Sweet <clears throat> Valley, right? Sleepy yeah. little California town. It's got a stadium. When the hell did it get a stadium? I was like, what, the, a stadium? I thought it was like it a small little place. It features in there quite a lot. Yeah. I, can't, I don't 
I don't think we've Apparently, had one yet. Have we not had it yet? I'm sure we had it for so. some reason. Maybe we have. For the Olympics, maybe? I thought maybe it was. N- no, that was in the school oh, thing. It might have been the Johnny Buck concert. Uh, it was. It, it was, was in, the Johnny Buck concert in Twins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Lila's having a great time. She's wearing white designer jeans, a white t-shirt, and a mauve suede vest. <laughs> a look she'd stolen from Ingenue magazine. Oh, Ingenue. We've it was heard Regina's all about article. That. Yeah. And she tells Jessica she has to find a way to get rid of Joan. And Jessica's like, I'm good at this sort of thing. <laughs> She's like, I'm good at ruining I people's can help lives. You, yeah. Guess everyone has their, has their own talents. Um, and then on the way to the concession stand at halftime, Lila collides with a guy. Oh, boy. Causing him to spill all of his drinks. Lila's embarrassed, but um, <clears throat> the guy is quite cool about it. And he says, you know, they say there's no crying over spilt milk. And that goes doubly for soda. Hmm. And he's the most handsome guy Lila's ever seen. This happens every time any, any of these see girls a see a yeah. guy. It's always, I just think like, because they started, these guys started on a 10. I mean, at this point, yeah. it's like, what are these like 16 now? It's like a 16. He's six foot two, Sun Street blonde hair, broad shoulders. She instantly fell in love. Oh my goodness. And then he disappeared into the crowd. She tells Jessica she's dying. I love this bit. And they give chase. She literally chases after this guy, screaming to Jess, we can't lose him. Yeah. <laughs> this guy must be like terrified. It's insane behavior. It is insane behavior. But uh, they've lost him. So he they probably ran away. They go and take their seats again. But guess what? He's sat a few rows down. He is. Um, and Jessica recognizes him. Mm-hmm. He's Evan Armstrong. His girlfriend, Sonia Bentley, Tried out for the cheerleading squad, but um, was she crap. was shit. Um, and he'd picked Sonia up in his amazing car that's the sexiest car on earth. Oh my god, I don't understand. Right, racing in cars becomes an important part of this story. Yeah. I don't know why Jess is so obsessed with this goddamn car, though. It's a Lancia Coupe. A blue whatever one. Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, I don't know. It's an Italian car. Um, And also, she says how everyone thinks that Evan and Sonia are an odd couple because he's tall and she's short. It's like, why a big deal? But apparently this is like a major deal in, in Sweet Valley. Like everyone's talking about it. Like how, oh my God, one of them's tall and one of them's short. Well, I mean, let's, right let's for each other. bear in mind, Ken, short Ken, little Ken in Sweet Valley Twins. Everyone, no one likes him. No one cares. <laughs> right? As soon as he got tall, most handsome boy <laughs> in the school. Everyone <laughs> loves him. Um, but they've been going out for ages and Jessica says that Lila should just steal him away. Yeah, she's it's like, they've deal. been going out for ages, so they're Fuck probably bored that, of though. each other by now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? That's not how that works. And she think. says she's got some info that might help Lila and she'll tell her later. Yeah, but first, they're going to go look at the car. Yeah, so after the gig, they, they follow him to his car and like Lila practically has an orgasm about this car. I know. And she says if she can't be with him, she'll literally die. She... That is a quote. If I, she is literally does say, if I can't be with yeah. him, I will die. Yeah, she's turning into Jessica. She is learning. That is a very Jess line. Because that's usually what Jess is like over guys. She always says. Lila that to usually those. plays it quite cool. Yeah, Lila is uncharacteristic. Well, I, I guess this is like she is like love at first sight with this guy. She's mm. immediate. So Jess gives her the lowdown. Sonia used to be obsessed with Bruce Patman. And Evan had told her if she ever has anything to do with him, they're finished. Yeah, Evan is quite jealous of Bruce <clears throat> and clearly doesn't like him. So Jessica suggests that Lila tries to get Sonia and Bruce together. Something that Lila 
absolutely hates. She is going to have to speak and ask for some help from Bruce Bloody mm. Patman. But she wastes no time. As soon as she's dropped Jessica off, she calls Bruce on her car thing. Yes. And she leaves him a message telling him she needs a favour. She's like, call me any time of the day or night. It pains her to do this. Yeah. But she really, really loves Evan. She really does. So uh, then she arrives home to an empty house. I loved it. This is one of my favourite bits of the whole book. <laughs> I don't understand. So she arrives home. She goes into her father's sound room. The sound room. <laughs> um, she puts on a jazz CD. Why a jazz CD? And she throws herself onto his Italian leather couch and lets wave of self-pity wash over her. <laughs> it's like it's like the posh way to be an emo. Yeah, <laughs> like it's usually like jazz get, music. Usually and... you get home, like, shove on some My Chemical Romance, throw yourself down on your messy bed. Lila just throws Cry herself down onto, mascara. like... Yeah, Lila just throws herself onto an Italian leather couch with the soundtrack of jazz. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lila, the emo version. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And then we cut to Lila and Jessica at the country club. Yeah, they're waiting for Bruce. Mm-hmm. Lila tells Jessica that Joan and Jacqueline are there too with her father. Yeah. And Jessica's intrigued to meet them. Yeah, like Jess is like, hey, I can't wait to meet these morons. And uh, Lila's like, yeah, I guess you're gonna. And then Bruce strolls over looking like something from a magazine. Yeah. He's got mirrored sunglasses on. Remember them? I do remember them. Oh my god, I'm glad I'm glad they're not a thing mm. anymore. Khaki shorts, of course. Yeah. White t shirt and obviously the classic cotton sweater tied around his shoulders. That is Bruce's look. That is the cla- even on one of the covers he's he's it's classic got that, Bruce, yeah. Um he gloats about Lila needing a favour from him and she is disgusted. Yeah, she's like, Don't him. make this worse than it already is. So she asks him if he knows Sonia and if he could get her to go out with him. And he's so arrogant. This is unbelievable. He's just like, <clears throat> have you got the quote? Or uh... um, I've got that he said, she practically threw herself at me last year. Her boyfriend can't possibly be as great as I am. Yeah, he basically <laughs> is like, yeah, of course I can have her. What are you talking about? Like, it's not even a question in his <laughs> mind. He's like, yeah, I could have her anytime I wanted. Like, just deal with it. And he basically says like, oh, yeah. I will go and ruin this relationship with this girl and guy, right? Get with this girl because I want to feel like a good person. He's like, I like yeah. the idea of being a knight in shining armor. Well, for yeah. You. So first he says he won't do it until he knows why, and then when she explains, he says, um, "I quite like the idea of being your knight in shining armor, yeah. clearing the way for your big romance. It's like how noble stealing someone else's girlfriend." I well d- done. I do like <laughs> though um, that when she tells Bruce the plan. Which is obviously Bruce is going to get with Sonia, um, and then she can get with Evan, right? That's the plan. And as soon as she tells him that, Bruce like says, "That sounds like the kind of thing Jess would come up with." And Lila's mm-hmm. like, "Jess did come up with this." And then um, he says he does want something in return, though. But he can't decide what. She offers him the keys to her, his father's her father's cabin in the mountains, but he yawns and he says, "My father's got one of those already." He's got two of those. And he says she'll have to agree to give him something that he'll determine at a later date. That sounds sleazy. It's a shit deal. Yeah. Um, But she agrees. 
Yeah. And then an hour later, the three of them have come up with a plan to be put into motion at the beach disco the following night. In fairness, Bruce does uh, justify this uh, this <laughs> later favour by saying that, you know, he's taking all the risk here because Evan could be the jealous type and might murder him. <laughs> well, you never know in Sweet Valley. You never do know. That could be an actual storyline, to be fair. So, Bruce actually does something. He cancels his tennis practice to uh to go to the beach disco mm-hmm. um and then they spot J- uh jacqueline and joan bruce thinks jacqueline's cute and uh lila snaps that she's a doll nerd yeah yeah and bruce is like don't worry i'll be at the beach disco tomorrow um apparently winston and aaron have organized for everyone to be there including sonia and evan yes and he calls himself the master of charm oh my god then Jess and Lila go over to have lunch with George, Joan, and Jacqueline. Yeah. Sound like a cute little family, don't they? George, they Joan, do. and Jacqueline. Yeah. Um, they're not, though. No. Um, Lila's told Jessica that if Joan wasn't rich, she'd think she was a fortune hunter. Mm. And when Jessica introduces herself, Joan holds out her hand and asks if Jessica's from the Boston Wakefields or the Philadelphia Wakefields. And Jess is like, no, we're just peasants. Yeah, when Jess says neither, she drops her hand and looks at her like she's a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, she says, oh, what a shame. Yeah. Like, so so it's almost like, it, almost immediately we're like, it does look like she's a gold digger. Because she's not interested in anyone that's not wealthy. Yeah. She immediately is like disappointed in Jess. And then um, she says to them, um, you won't believe um, what George told me. He said, I don't look old enough to have a daughter of Jacqueline's age. Isn't that silly? Who and, the and, fuck says something and, like that and, to people? And Lila says, yes, that is silly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but who says that? Lila's got so many good one-liners in this book. Her comebacks are, like, dry, are fantastic. You know, completely yeah. dry sent, like comebacks. But who says that to someone? Who says that to a group of people? Like, Everyone says it to Alice, apparently. No, 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 <laughs> no. But who says it about themselves? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like saying like, oh, hey, he says that <laughs> I look too old. I look too young to have a, a daughter. It's like, you wouldn't say that about Somebody yourself. Somebody fishing for compliments. Yes, clearly. Well, she ain't going to get it from <laughs> Lila. <laughs> Joan is horrified when George suggests that they eat outside because she says her and Jacqueline can't expose their faces to the sun. Well, we know. They're vampires. We know that Sweet Valley has a vampire problem. Yeah, we're too early for that. That's That's going to be later. Yeah. Well, yes, the the quote is gracious, George. I couldn't expose my face to the sun. <laughs> so George says they can eat inside, and Lila's furious that telling him what to do. Yeah. Well, luckily the dinner's a bit of a disaster anyway. Yeah, she isn't happy with anything on the menu, uh, Joan. That is. Yeah. She's allergic to one of the things, and she says the rest of it is too fattening. She makes a massive fuss and then settles for the most expensive thing on the menu. Of course. Which is, of course, the cold seafood. And yes. and Jacqueline has the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacqueline is just as as describes her shadow. Yeah. And they try and get Lila to um come horse riding. Go horse riding with them tomorrow. And Lila says she's busy. Yeah, she's got plans. And she's pissed off at how much time her father's spending with them because he never sees her. And yeah. now suddenly he's like seeing them all the time. He has been never pretty much an absentee father yeah. for like years. So I can see her, her point, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now he's expecting her to do everything with him because of mm. his new wife-to-be, you know? So on Saturday night, Jess, Amy and Cara arrived to pick Lila up for the beach disco. Yeah. They can't believe what she's wearing. I know. Jess even is like, are you actually going to wear that? 
It doesn't sound um that, No, it doesn't sound fine. Mild. But Lila basically comes back and says, well, Sonia dresses like a slut, so I want <laughs> Evan to see what a real woman looks like. So this is a white designer jumpsuit, and she's opened a few of the top buttons, so mm-hmm. it slides off one shoulder. Oh, boy. And she's wearing gold chains around her neck. She sounds a bit gangster. <laughs> it, do- it sounds like the kind of girl you don't want to fuck with. <laughs> she's also washed her car twice that day <laughs> to impress Evan. Like, like yeah that that will get him <laughs> yeah well he's a car he's a car enthusiast he'll look at that he'll give that triumph one look and be like that's been washed twice today that car's so clean that's perfect. marry me yeah marry me now <laughs> at the disco the droids are playing a new song called why not you why not you jess wants to go dance so she grabs aaron and uh takes him to the dance floor and then lila's heart skips a beat she sees evan He's wearing black black cotton trousers and a white shirt. Sounds like he's off to work or something. Well, you say it sounds like he's off to work, but Lila thinks it's very simple, very hip, and unbelievably <laughs> sexy. He's dancing with Sonia, and she's so desperate to make him jealous that she, she starts gra- dancing with Winston Edward. She grabs him and pulls him. She like, grabs him and says, like, come and dance with me. And Winston like clutches his heart and acts like a complete clown, <laughs> being like, oh, my God, you, my heart. <laughs> yeah, he starts shouting, be still, my heart. And she just has a go at him. She's like, I haven't got time for your clowning around, Winston. <laughs> this is serious. But uh, we get another future flashback for you. So Winston has a girlfriend now called maria santelli oh so he's only teasing Lila. yeah she maneuvers them towards sonia um and she like thinks, i, I uh, like to think that this is you know like when jess was trying to be subtle at yeah, the party it's not, like that it's gonna be like that it was like so in your face and yeah. obvious like she's pushing people out of the way to yeah. get right next to them and like staring at them the whole time you know and she thinks sonia's too short for evan it's like it's, it's like all about height. It's isn't like it? she's found this one, one, the one flaw. Yeah, she's just focusing on it so much. Like they need to definitely break up. She needs the yellow she's pages. Short. This is never going to work. Yeah. out. Yeah. Then the droids break into a slow song called "Yes." I wish that we had a droids album. Like Amazing. all of these songs. Come on. Um, and then Bruce just like like bulldozes his way through the, through everybody it literally says he's pushing people out of the way as yeah. he goes he's walking in i like to think he's still wearing the mirrored sunglasses <laughs> you know like just a complete jackass and then he just steps in between evan and sonia and, and asks sonia to dance like, who yeah. does that yeah he's like hey let's uh let's let's have a dance and like do you mind if i cut in and evan's like uh yeah like we're dancing right yeah, now yeah and sonia says maybe later it's like, that's not what you say. Just say no. You say no. What the well, fuck are you doing? Yeah, Sonia. But, um, well, we'll get to Sonia in a bit, won't uh, we? Evan's angry. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Um, so later on, he still hasn't managed to snag Sonia. So when the droids take a 10 minute break, Evan and Sonia sit down to uh, have a breather. He just goes and sits with them. <laughs> yep. Turns his back on Evan. Yeah, like, like right in, in his face, them. I imagine. Yeah. And and just starts chatting away to Sonia. He's like, hey, do you want to come to my boathouse? Yeah, he offers her a ride on his boat. Um, <laughs> and she says, she looks at Evan all nervously. And she's like, that sounds nice, doesn't it, dear? And then <laughs> Evan just slams the table with his fist. He's like, I'm going out for some air. Yeah. Come with me. And uh, Bruce is like, oh, if you're going out for some air, then... I'm going to go um, dance with your girlfriend. Then, then Sonia can dance with me. Um, so he storms out clearly upset right and she asks if evan minds it's like of course he does yeah well he slams <laughs> his fist on the table storms out 
And then she's like, oh, I should go after him. And Bruce is like, oh, no, please have one dance with me. And she's like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what about your guy? He's outside, like, probably crying. And this is like, you know, a guy that he's already said, if you have anything to do with him, we're done. Yeah, like, he's been be pretty clear with that. About yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah, go absolutely. after him. Yeah. So she's a bit of a shit girlfriend, in my opinion. I, I will say, just for the record, get ready because most people in this book are fucking awful <laughs> like almost everyone um yeah so they dance and lila takes her chance to follow evan outside yeah um, she finds him staring out to sea and she pretends she needs some out too and he recognizes her from the gig she plays it cool though she acts like she doesn't remember yeah she but she's trembling at the sight of him yeah. she notices his shirt was unbuttoned revealing his strong chest strong chest he tells her all about Bruce and she pretends to be sympathetic. Yeah, but I like the bit when she basically tells Evan, she's like, oh, Bruce Patman, if she's with Bruce Patman, you're fucked. <laughs> like, just give up. You might as well give up now. Yeah. And then she says it's funny that he's called Armstrong because he's got such strong arms. Oh, that's brilliant. That's, that's a <laughs> chat up line. And um, he acts really weird now. He's like, oh, I feel like I, I feel like I know you from somewhere. It's like, we do know from somewhere, though, the gig. Yeah, she threw drinks that. in your face. Um, but he says, "Can I see you again?" Yeah, and and she's like, I- "I'd love, I'd love to." And and she gives him her number. Um, and then uh, he says, "Hey, this is weird. Most girls hate it, but I've got a <laughs> race tomorrow. Do you want to join me?" And Lila obviously knows nothing about cars, but she's like, "I would love to." Yeah. So against all odds, which should have been the name of this book not the other one um hmm. this worked <laughs> this plan worked i i thought this plan was going to fall flat on his face but uh yeah they succeed 100 percent. yeah and he says they can go for some food after the race yeah the following morning though lila's immediately upset because george is really happy yeah he says it's a glorious day and she's disgusted yeah she's disgusted because she knows that it's joan hmm he asks what her plans for the day are, and she's pleased that he's shown an interest in her, but uh, she wishes it wasn't because of Joan. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't want to tell him she's going to the racetrack, so she just lies and says, oh, I'm just meeting Jessica and Cara and Amy. She, she thinks that George probably won't care, but she doesn't want to take the risk of him mm. saying no. And he says he's going for a drive with Joan and Jacqueline. Yeah, they're going to the canyon. And they'd like her to join them for dinner later. Well, Lila thinks that dinner is a bit excessive. <laughs> And then we cut to the racetrack. Lila's wearing tight stonewashed jeans and a magenta t-shirt. I like it. And this is not a normal Sweet Valley High book, so we're not getting a Jess daydream, but we mm. are getting a Lila Fowler daydream. Yeah. Which reads exactly like a Jessica Wakefield really daydream. Into Jessica in this yeah, book. I know, it's amazing. Um she thinks the track is one of the most romantic, exciting things in the world. Yeah, suddenly she loves racing. And she imagines she's married to Evan and they're travelling all over the world. He'd win tons of racing trophies and be all over the magazines. They'd hang out in Monaco, um, and just be rich and famous together. <laughs> that is that is like a, a staple uh, standard just yeah Wakefield although dream. if it was just if it was a jessica one it would have ended up pissing ended off lila somehow yeah like we need to add to it like jessica would be poor with no boyfriend and no money yeah that would be she, yeah, yeah she'd just be jealous of me i do love how every jessica wakefield daydream always ends with and lila would be upset yeah. and jealous of me every single one <laughs> um and then 
he tells her that Sonia hated his racing. Yeah. And she says, well, I think it's fascinating. She she thinks it's the best thing ever. He takes her to the clubhouse so she can hang out with all of the other wags. And mm-hmm. they're all drinking and gossiping. And someone mistakes her for Sonia. Yeah, they say, you must be Sonia. Evan goes red and corrects her. And she says, uh, well, I'm glad that um, you've come, Lila, because Evan's been so lonely with no one cheering him on. Yeah, this makes Lila feel amazing. She's like, yes. I'm and afterwards, good. even though she promised to go home for dinner, uh, she thinks, fuck it. And she goes out with Evan anyway. Yeah, she takes him out for Mexican food. And they actually have a really good time. Yeah. So she opens up to him. She tells him all about Joan and Jacqueline. And she tells him about feelings she's never told anyone before. Yeah, they both genuinely seem to bond over mm. uh, over everything. Um, but then as soon as they leave the restaurant, he drops her hand. And she realises that he doesn't want someone to see them and tell Sonia. Well, probably not yet. I mean, to be fair, you might want to have a word with her first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, of course. It, but the whole thing is terrible. But, um, <clears throat> you know. Um, I, I like that um, Lila, though, thinks that she's going to go immediately after this. She's like, I'm going to go and buy a load of racing magazines <laughs> so that I know all about racing. That's another very Jess thing to do. It is. Um, and when Lila gets home, she f- she finds Jacqueline in the kitchen wearing one of her fucking bathrobes. Going through the drawers in the kitchen wearing one of her bathrobes, no How less. many bathrobes does Lila have? I I've don't got know. one. I've got none. <laughs> yeah, you need one. I do. We've been through this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jacqueline says, yeah, we're spending the night. George said I could borrow the bathrobe. I've got to wear it because I'm coming down with a cold. Yeah, she's like, so? oh, I'm full of snot. So I thought I'd put on your, your yeah, bathrobe. Yeah, just be like ill that. in your bathrobe. <laughs> and she gushes about the guest rooms being like luxury hotels. Yeah. Hmm, that doesn't sound like something a rich person would would think does it no um so she goes to join uh everyone else yeah and, that bitch um, joan she's propped up in the living room sipping a brandy yeah the fucking cheek of these people i know she does feel briefly sorry for jacqueline when joan orders her to go and get lila's present mm. um you know she kind of she's like oh she is actually kind of bossed around by joan but then she's immediately no, no fuck her she's wearing my bathrobe i hate her mm. um so um Joan and Jacqueline bought Lila a present. Some combs. Yeah. And George uh, heaps praise on the two of them. Uh, and then Lila's like, you'd have thought they, they bought me the moon. Um, <laughs> she thinks that these combs are literally the shittest thing she's ever yeah. seen. <laughs> and she stiffly thanks her, it says. Yeah. And goes up to bed. So, um, yeah, Lila spends the next couple of days constantly seeing Heather. Things yeah. are going well in that department. He confides in her about how rocky his relationship with Sonia's been. It must be pretty rocky at this point. Yeah, and obviously they go to Miller's Point. I know, that's that's pretty full on. Yeah. Um, and then at the beach, she brags to Jessica. But Jessica says, be careful that you're not the rebound girl. Yeah. And she says to Jess, I told him I was falling in love with him. So I needed to know what the deal with Sonia is. And he said that he's finished with Sonia. She also says... That he would be, quote, an idiot <laughs> to stay with Sonia after how amazing she's been with him. She sounded very Bruce there. Yeah, that is very Bruce. Yeah. And she says to Jessica how all about how he has to work at the track to make money for his car because his parents aren't supportive of his racing. Yeah. Which will come up again later. 
Lila says, uh, you know, they, she like kind of start talking about the raceway and, and she's like, it's like another world out there. You wouldn't believe it, <laughs> Jessica. Um, and, and Jess says, you know, it, it, it must be expensive to race cars, you know. Uh, and it's clear that, um, that while they're not supportive of him, Evan's family are very rich. Which is another tick yeah. box for Lila, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. he's from a rich family. That's good. We're okay. He's not a construction worker. <laughs> and then um, when she gets home, so it turns out Joan's basically been like changing the whole house around and buying loads of like new crap to go in the house, like a vase and a carpet and... So like... this must be a, a, a... This might not even be an American thing. I think this is just a... I, just don't know things (laughs) yeah because i call them rugs not carpets so they're like oh come and see the carpet that joan bought me i'm like she literally bought a fitted carpet for a room but i think it's a rug is what they mean i'm not sure yeah i guess because it would be a bit it'd be a bit weird so i was like hey hey paula i bought you a new carpet (laughs) like what (laughs) okay Yeah, so we would say the carpet was like the whole room. The whole room that reaches the walls. Yes, and, and then under the skirt, a, a rug would like be you know just the in the room. the room. But they call it a carpet. I'm assuming they mean a rug. Yeah, so uh, it's making Lila sick. <laughs> she just actually feels sick. Um, Jacqueline, you know, says how lovely it is, and and Lila's just like it's okay. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, George asked Lila how the track was, so I guess he knows about Yeah, it at this point he's heard about Evan, but they haven't met. And Jacqueline asks if she can go along to the track next time. Yeah, Lila is <laughs> not like, happy no about this. No fucking way. Um, but it gets worse, because immediately after this, George suggests that perhaps, because Jacqueline has no friends, because she's a loser, that Lila should introduce Jacqueline to her friends. Yeah. So later on, Lila goes to see Jacqueline in the guest room and she's like, oh, it's okay if you don't want to meet my friends. I know? love this. Yeah. My she's father like, was just trying to force us into it. Yeah. We'll make up some lies if you want and not do it. Yeah. And Jacqueline's like, no, I'd love to. She would. She wouldn't rather do anything else in the whole world. Yeah. She actually says that, doesn't she? She does. She's like, I'd rather do nothing else in the world. So Lila's forced into agreeing to take her to the beach the next day. Yeah. She's just fuming the whole time. So the next day, Jacqueline wants to borrow one of Lila's swimsuits to wear to the beach. Yeah, Lila is fuming because all of her bikinis are designed. Uh, they're like designer labels from Europe. Well, she picks out one that cost $100 from the sets. Mm. That's brand new. Oh, boy. And then she also starts sifting through all of Lila's jewellery. and um... Yeah, she picks out a necklace that she loves. Mm. Lila thinks that Amy will destroy Jacqueline in seconds. I love this. I know. What a difference Amy is now from the old Amy. She is pretty feisty in Twins, though, isn't she? She can be. Like, some of the things she said to Janet and Lila in Twins. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing to think that in this book, like, Amy's the one suggesting that Lila get the free ticket and stuff. Like, Amy's, like, actually really good friends with Lila in this book. And it's really (laughs) funny because she used to hate her in Twins. They were like bitter rivals in Twins, actually. She absolutely hates Lila more than anyone else, I think, in Twins. Mm. It's between Lila and Jess, anyway. Yeah. So when they get to the beach, uh, Jacqueline gushes over everything. The beach, the concession stands, the sea, the boys. Lila is a little annoyed. She's like, it's just a beach. 
Yeah, it's just a beach. Um, Lila is a little annoyed when uh, some guys walk past and stare at them, and she's pretty sure they might not be looking at her. Yeah, because uh, Jacqueline looks great in her swimsuit. Yeah. Um, and then we get another like dry, dry one-liner uh, yeah, like from this, Lila. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline gushes over how Liz and Jessica look the same. She's like, I can't believe how alike <laughs> they look. And Lila's like, yeah, that happens with twins. Yeah. <laughs> that tends to happen with identical twins. I just love it. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so Jacqueline talks to Lila's friends uh, and they all pretty much love her. They she heads do. off for sodas. And uh, Amy, the girl that she was hoping would destroy her yeah. in seconds, um, says that she actually really likes her. Mm-hmm. And she accuses Lila of being jealous of her. Yeah. And she says, is it getting serious between your father and Joan then? And Lila's like, no, but if it was, I'd run away from home. Yeah. And they do kind of point out, like, they, they have a point. I think it's just this, like, well, you know, your dad's been alone for quite a while now. Maybe he wants some happiness. And yeah. Lila's like, no, fuck him. But then uh, when she tells Evan about all about it later, he sticks up for Jacqueline. He does, yes. And Lila's like, well... She got mustard on my bathing suit. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, surely you don't care that much about that. And she's like, yes, I do. It was brand new. Like that's, she's gone too far now. Yeah. Mustard on bathing suit. Unforgivable offense. Yeah, that's it. Um, Evan does say like, oh, I'm sure her mum's awful, but maybe Jacqueline's innocent. You Mm. know, the rest of the evening is quite tense after that. Yeah, the date doesn't go as well as they, you know, as it usually has. Um, Evan talks endlessly about racing and cars, and Lila doesn't really have anything to say back because I guess she didn't read the magazines <laughs> like she was going to. But then he tells her that there's a big race coming up, but it costs five hundred dollars to enter. Yeah, so Pete, their team manager, said that to enter the race, they all each have to to put up five hundred pound, a uh, five hundred dollars, and that. Um, his parents are against him racing, so they won't give him the money. So he's unable to race. And Lila says she'll lend him the money. Yeah, and in fairness, Evan at first is reluctant to take the money. He's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. I could never do that to you. But Lila insists uh, and she convinces him. And then, of course, she feels great because she thinks he wouldn't take the money unless we were getting serious. Yeah. I'm not sure that logic follows. Neither am I. On Saturday morning, Eva's going shopping again. And Lila's noticed that Eva's had to go shopping twice as much since these freeloaders have been around. Yeah, well, Eva mentions that the petty cash fund <clears throat> might need topping up at this rate. Yeah. Um, and then Lila has an idea. She thinks she could probably take the $500 for Evan from the petty cash. And she could also make it look like Joan or Jacqueline did it. S- yes. So the petty cash, $500 in 80s money i know how much fucking money has it got there one thousand six hundred dollars in today's money but we later learn we later learn um that the uh the petty cash has like well over well over a thousand dollars yeah right which is four over four thousand dollars in today's money pretty much i I think we're gonna be around she's gonna have to ask george to leave some extra money in there soon yeah well how much is their fucking shopping yeah Petty cash, like we had a jar in the house I lived in. There's usually about a fiver in there if we run out of milk or something. But this like... is, but also it's it's more the fact that like, wouldn't you just be like, are these people like mobsters or something? Why are they spending so much in cash? Like you just use cards for anything over that much. Like that's an insane in the, in the amount. In the eighties, probably you didn't as much. Maybe not. Used cash a lot more then. 
but like when you're getting to like thousands in cash, yeah. it does look a bit suspect. In case you know they needed emergency caviar or something. Yeah, do you think Eve is walking around with a briefcase just full of notes? <laughs> um, and then um, at breakfast, she finds out her father's planning a birthday party for Jacqueline. Oh my! And they want her to help. Not only do they want her to help, they want her to bring her friends. Oh my god. She thinks this is an unspeakable betrayal. <laughs> she throws her napkin down and she storms off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she says she's not hungry. She balls up her napkin and throws it on the table in disgust. <laughs> Later on, she slips into her father's study and she uh, steals the money from the drawer. Yeah, she steals the $500 from the, quote, petty cash. <laughs> She also uh, takes the key to the drawer and she plants it in Jacqueline's jacket pocket. Yeah, she's... She doesn't uh, stop there. No, there's more. What does she do with the necklace? She gets the gold chain that Jacqueline was admiring and she puts it under Jacqueline's pillow. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, so later, Lila gives the money to Evan and again, he's like, I can't do this to you. I don't want to, you know, take your money. Um, but she insists and he does. He he takes it and he's like, no one has ever been this nice to me ever. And she worries what he'd think if he knew what she'd just done. Yeah. But then she's like, ah, well, you know, Jacqueline's a bitch. Yeah. Back at home, she's sat in the living room reading Glamour magazine and she's trying to ignore the fact that Jacqueline's copied her hairstyle. Yeah. Um, and then a delivery man arrives with a chair. Yes, he's uh, he's uh, from the repairman. Uh, they've restored an antique oh chair. Oh, God. Joan says that it was done for George as a surprise. Yeah. But what's less of a surprise is that Joan doesn't have the money to pay for it. Oh, yeah. they forgot to bring the money from L.A. So uh, she asked George to pay. Also, <laughs> I got this as a chair. surprise for you. Can you pay for yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Also, this bloody chair, it was a present from George to Lila's mother. So um, Lila is not pleased. No, no. But George is pleased, and he's like, oh, "I'll just head off to the petty cash drawer to." to yeah, I've got some. like, I got like a million dollars yeah. in the petty cash. It's fine. <laughs> Name your price. But then he comes back and he says, "That's weird. The key is usually hidden away, but it was just lying out on the desk." And Lila's like, "What the hell? I yeah. didn't leave it on the desk. I left it in her pocket." Also, some money is missing. Lila says they must have a thief as her necklace has also gone missing. Yeah, and they all say they'll help her look for the necklace. And she suggests they check Jacqueline's room after they've been searching for a while. Yeah, and Joan's like, you think it's my daughter? And Lila's just like, let's see. <laughs> and she goes in. She she throws herself, like pulls the pillow back, ready for the I, I like reveal. to think that she it's immediately went to where she'd obviously yeah. placed it. <laughs> like It's just like not subtle at all. But the necklace isn't there. No, and then they suggest, maybe we should look in your room, Lila. It's like the only room we haven't checked. And they find it just lying on Lila's dressing table. Oh, yeah. George sends Joan and Jacqueline downstairs and he tells Lila he's fed up of her bad attitude. And he says she's got to start treating Jacqueline like a sister because one day that's what she might be. Oh, my God. Weird there's no mention of the money at this point, though, after this. He's like yeah. upset about the necklace, but he doesn't ever mention the money until like way no, later he in the book. Actually. In fact, it doesn't come up until the end of the book now. No. Like, he, it's like $500 is such a small amount to them that it doesn't even Petty. like cross their Petty. mind. Yeah. The next day, Jessica calls Lila and um, says, why didn't you show up for the West End gig last night? 
Um, yeah, Lila's like, what? What West so End gig? She'd have free tickets. These these two socialites got in all the free tickets. Um, yeah, where are they getting all these tickets from? And uh, she she left a message with Jacqueline to let Lila know. Yeah, um, and uh, Jess also says it was really lovely of Jacqueline to uh, invite them to her birthday party. And she says, oh, it sounds lovely that you're all throwing a birthday party for her. Mm. You're so nice. Lila's furious. She snaps at Jess and she hangs up to go and confront Jacqueline. Yeah, but (laughs) I like that uh, before she hangs up, Jess is like, hey, Lila, could you try being less miserable? And (laughs) Lila's just like, shut up, Jess. (laughs) Jacqueline insists that she wrote the message down and she left the note on Lila's dresser. Yeah, she says, oh, maybe the wind blew it away. Yeah, she said it was right next to the gold necklace. And then she says, maybe the house is haunted. <laughs> Lila's like, Lila says to her uh, that she's, quote, furious, just furious. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, uh, Jacqueline suggests that the house is haunted and she's like, there's been a lot of mysteries li- recently. Lila's just angry, like every single page of this I know. book. She is like every. <laughs> it's almost like the book runs out of ways to describe how angry she is. Like yeah. they they keep going back to like her red burning cheeks, her her eyes, like yeah, just everything is amazing. So at the beach, Evan tells Lila that he wants to meet Jane and Jacqueline, and he says, "Um, it's about time I met your father. We've been dating for nearly two weeks. <laughs> like, that's, that's priest. That's not a long time. No, it's not long at all." Um. Yeah, Lila's like Lila reluctantly agrees, but she tells him to prepare for the worst. <laughs> so at the Fyler house, they all have an elaborate banquet. Oh yeah, and it all it's all lovely, and uh, they insist that Evan stays for food. Um, and um, yeah, George is kind of like, hey, you know, welcome to our house, and in George gives Lila a look, and Lila's like, oh, it feels like I've been forgiven for the necklace. Maybe mm-hmm. things are going to be getting better. But then George makes an announcement. Oh boy. He's off to Hawaii on business for five days and he's taking Jane with them. So this means Jacqueline will be staying with Lila. At the Fowler Crest, yeah. Yeah, just with Eva. Alone. So uh, also, she's going to need to borrow Lila's clothes. I know, he, George asks if Jackie's going to, if they need to bring clothes Jackie. down. Jackie. Jackie, <laughs> I sorry, I got so bored of writing Jacqueline every other line. I started calling her Jackie. <laughs> I just started point. writing J after a while. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, she asked Jacqueline if uh, she'll be. Uh, yeah, we're on like uh, we're we're friends now. Um, she asked Jacqueline <laughs> if uh, if she'll be okay if they want to bring down stuff more stuff from LA. And Jackie Jacqueline's like, no, it's okay. I can just borrow Lila's stuff <laughs> if Lila's okay with that. Yeah. And then the next day after everyone has left, Lila discovers Jacqueline in her room. Wearing the suede fucking cowgirl outfit. Yeah, the brand new outfit from the set. She's got it on already. And Jack and, and Lila's just like, take that off. Yeah. She says, get out of my outfit. <laughs> um, You tell her. Because she's also going through all of Lila's other stuff. And she's like, oh, I'm just deciding what to borrow. You've got so much, I just yeah, can't she, decide. She's basically picked all the good stuff. Yeah. And uh, she says... Uh, to Lila, what are you going to do about it? Run to daddy? Yeah, the true colours come out at last. Mm. And she says to Lila, I've got to give you credit for seeing through my act. Yeah, most don't, apparently. But nobody will believe you. So Lila tells her to get out and she says that, yeah, well, she thinks to herself, she's going to have to think of a way of getting rid of these people. Mm. Like, now it's serious. We cut to Saturday and Lila's got nothing to wear. 
Because that no. scab is like taking all of her clothes. Yeah, she's basically the act has been completely dropped by Jacqueline now. Yeah, she treats Lila like absolute shit unless Eva's mm-hmm. around. Basically, she's lovely if Eva's around, and otherwise, she's dropped it. Yeah, and she's helped herself to all of Lila's jewelry and makeup as well. She's also commandeered the <clears throat> audio room. <laughs> she's taken all the the TVs, the, the audio equipment. Yeah, the Italian sofa. Now it's hers. And she'd been answering the phone to all of Lila's friends and chatting to them. Like she's been being lovely. Yeah, Jess now thinks that she's awesome and that Lila's just jealous. Hmm. That night, Bruce calls Lila from his car phone. This was weird. He, yeah, he wants to claim the favor he's owed, and uh, he acts like he's about like to disclose some top secret FBI worthy info. Is that yeah. what you noticed? Uh, no, well, I noticed the bit when he goes on about his car phone having issues because I thought that was going to be really relevant to the plot and it's not at all. He just says, oh, this car phone's giving me trouble and there's bad reception. No, he, sa- he says something like anybody could be listening in on these car He says that calls. afterwards, yeah, but he makes a point um, of being like, oh, this car phone is like, this isn't relevant. Because <laughs> I thought, that at this point, I thought Jacqueline was listening in. Yeah, but, but he not. he acts like his government information. That, yeah, like, it's like know, top secret. Like the FBI could be list- hacking into our Anybody phone calls. Could be listening to yeah. us. The feds so are says, onto us. He says he has to see her in person. Yeah, so uh, they arranged to meet at the Box Tree Cafe. Mm-hmm. But she can't find the Triumph keys. What? Yes, she asks Eva where the keys are because she's not seen them, and she tells her Jacqueline's borrowed the Triumph to go and see. Lila's best friend Jessica. I'm furious for Lila. So am I. Oh right my god, now. I'd be so angry at this point. Um. So yeah, Lila's actually got to take the bus to the Box Tree Cafe. Yeah, I bet this is the first time she's ever taken the bus. Got the loser cruiser. So I've only got a fifty. Yeah, <laughs> got any change? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine her trying to find change? Yeah. Just be like, oh, just take my credit card. We only card. have fifties in the petty cash drawer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, Lila turns up 20 minutes late, and Bruce is sat inside a cafe with sunglasses on, looking fuming. She snappily tells him to to tell her what he wants and get it over with. Yeah, Bruce wants to take a while, though. He's like, well, before I get to that, let me tell you about how great things are with Sonia. (laughs) Sonia is crazy about me. She loves me. She'd be insane to go out with a grease monkey like Evan when she can have the real deal. Yeah, Lila is furious that she calls Evan a grease monkey. I know. Like, it's the worst insult in the world. Yeah, it's not even that bad, to be honest. Like, it could have been way worse. (laughs) But then he says he's not seeing Sonia anymore. But he gave her the time of her life. Yeah, she's too nice. He's like, oh, she's too nice. Get rid of her. And he finally gets to the point. Yes, he does. Bruce has put a big bet on uh, Toby, who Toby is... Clement. Uh, to- Toby what? Toby Clement. Toby Clement, uh, who is racing. And uh, Evan is, of course, his biggest competitor. So Bruce wants Evan out of the race. Mm-hmm. He wants Lila to make sure this happens. Yeah, and Lila feels kind of trapped and, um, you know, awful about this, but ultimately decides she has to do it. Now, I must question at this point, I thought, would Evan really believe Bruce if Bruce came out and was like, hey, we did this all on purpose and it was all like a ploy to get you with Lila? I would have been like, if I was Lila, I would have been like, he's talking shit. He's yeah. just a shitster and twat. Like, ignore him. But she goes through with it. Mm. When she gets home, though, her father and Joan are sipping champagne yeah they have an announcement they do and it's the announcement she must have been fearing at this point yeah 
They are engaged. They are. Indeed, they're going to get married. George suggests that they move all of their stuff from LA as soon as possible and start making plans mm. as uh, Jacqueline raises a toast to her new sister. <laughs> By Monday, the wedding plans are well underway already. Yeah, it's all fast-tracked. There's an um, engagement party that's getting planned. Yeah, I guess when you're rich, you know, you can You, you can, can do just that. do it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, George says that, you know, we're talking about the engagement party, but we really should do Jacqueline's birthday party if we want to do it this year. Um, you know, Lila, here's uh, Jacqueline, call George daddy. Oh, Can you imagine? Can you imagine the fumes? That's her daddy. So in that moment, Lila decides two things. Number one, the Bordens are fucked. Number two, she's going to act lovely. She's going to kill them with kindness and yeah. act like she's so into this and that it's the most nice thing ever. It's the best Until idea. Until she gets a plan to stop them. Oh, yeah. So Lila suggests, hey, why don't we have an engagement party and a birthday party together? And everyone thinks it's a great idea. Jacqueline, however, looks confused. Mm -hmm. And Lila thinks, good, let her sweat. Lila suggests a small, elegant dinner party. Only 20 to 25 people. Oh, this is a tiny, <laughs> tiny event. Uh, but she does suggest that Joan and Jacqueline chip in for it. Yeah, that doesn't go down well. George no. immediately is like, how dare you suggest yeah. that they spend any money on this? So, Which uh, is weird, because as far as George knows, they're wealthy as well. Yeah. So it's not even like, why would it be a problem to like no. split that? It's not like they're poor, they're rich. So She also suggests that the party's on Friday. The day of the race. Yeah, she's planned this pretty well. Yeah. By the way, Lila's planning in all of this comes out is is top notch. Brilliant. So that evening, she tells Evan all about the party, and she says, "Oh, it's on the night of your race." She doesn't actually. She says, "Like, oh, you know, you must come. I really need yeah. you there." And he's like, "Oh, it's the night of the race." And she's like, "Oh no, the race. Don't worry about it." She then. turns on the tears though. Yeah, she does. And she says, "I don't know how I'll stand it if you're not there to support me." Yeah. So Evan agrees he is going to quit the race mm -hmm. to support her. He's like, I want to be there for you. And uh, Lila feels a bit guilty, but um, then she's like, oh, problem solved. On Thursday, all of the board and stuff from LA has arrived and the house is chaos. Yeah, Lila's escaped to the pool. Mm. And then on the way back um, to her room, she walks past the guest room and she overhears Joan and Jacqueline talking. Yeah, they're 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 like talking. They're clearly talking way too loud in this house. Yeah, it's like this is. I know it's a big mansion, but it's like, come on, come on, hush, um, hush tones. They're talking about how Jacqueline's afraid people will find out that they don't have a scent to their name. Yes, and uh, Joan says, you know, all they need to do is wait a few weeks until they're married, and then they can start planning the divorce. Yeah, Lila doesn't know what to do because she knows nobody's going to believe her. Um, yeah. So on Friday night before the dinner party, she well first she finds Jack and stealing her pearl earrings, and she's like, "Put them down." <laughs> she's like, "Fuck right off, Jacqueline." And she says, "I know who you really are." Yeah, but Jacqueline says, "Yeah, maybe you do, but no one's gonna believe you." Mm -hmm. So uh, she goes to her father's bedroom, yeah. uh, which, by the way, is his bedroom is actually a suite with two rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she tells him what she heard. And yeah, he doesn't believe her. No. He tells her to stop being childish. 
Yeah, I know. But then, like, when you think about it, though, like, everything she's done, lying about the money, and then he thinks that she lied about the necklace as well. I can kind of see his point. But this is a serious accusation yeah. to be, like, lying about. This is, like, a whole nother level if this is lies, you know? Mm. You'd think he'd at least maybe give it some consideration. So we catch the garden, and Lila has lost Evan. Yeah, she can't see him anywhere. She asks Jess, like, where is, <clears throat> where is he? And she's like, I haven't seen him. So she heads off to search for him. When she does find him, he's deep in conversation with Jacqueline and they're looking very close. Yes. So she's um, in a mood all through dinner. Yeah, he sits next to her and she barely looks at him. And then during her dad's mushy speech, she pulls Evan aside to talk and she says, you and Jacqueline look chummy. Yeah. But he says, you're just being jealous. Yeah, he's relax. just like, you know, she just seems really lovely and I think you're being unfair. Just chill out and relax. Mm. And and like Lila's like, okay, I will relax if you do not leave my side for the rest <laughs> of this event. <laughs> and it's now three weeks until the wedding. Um, yeah. So it really did move fast. It really did. And things between Lila and Jacqueline are getting increasingly strained. Jacqueline tells Lila that George is going to buy the matching cars so they can look like sisters when they're driving. Lila <laughs> is like, that is never going to happen. Lila thinks like there is no way she's ever driving the same car mm-hmm. as me. And he's taking Joan to the Orient on a, on a honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Evan's still visiting every day, but he seems a bit distracted and him and Lila have been fighting over how she treats Jacqueline. Yeah, Lila's becoming a little insecure uh, that he's not so interested in things. Um, And yeah, they actually fall out about Jacqueline. Because, you know, Evan's like, oh, she's a lovely person, really. Mm. You know, I think you're just being unfair to her. Wow. So one day she's left Evan by the pool while she goes inside to help with some wedding stuff. She's still playing nice. Um, Yeah, she's pretending to help with the wedding and she's like, hey, I'm all about it. She heads up to Jacqueline's room to deliver some flowers that she's weaved into a headpiece. Why don't they pay somebody to do this? Yeah, I don't know. Why is Lila weaving flowers and yeah, that's a very pieces? that's a very unLila thing to do. I guess she's like, what can I do? And they've given her. Even I'd pay you know. pay for that, and I'm not rich. Yeah, I wouldn't do that myself. Um, I bet she's done a rubbish job of it as well. <clears throat> yeah. So when she gets up to the bedroom, she, um, she overhears Jacqueline talking to Evan. Oh my god. Evan's telling her he can't keep lying for much longer. Well, he says he can't keep lying, but then he immediately lies about Lila. Mm-hmm. He tells Jacqueline she's the girl he really cares about. And then he says, Lila can't stand my racing. I'm so glad you want to come and support me. He basically says exactly what he told Lila about, about Sonia. Sonia. I know, that fucking rat. So Lila runs off to her room in tears. I I made a note at this point. This wedding is going to end in pig's blood. <laughs> so the wedding day arrives. There's a big yellow tent on the back lawn with seats for 300 guests. That's a bit of a small event, isn't it? They must all be the Fowler's guests as well. Like the Borders, you know. Well, we, we, it's confirmed very soon yeah. that the Borders like have no one. Mm. And George hasn't questioned this. Like, where are your family? Where's, yeah. Do you, you have know? any relatives or friends? Yeah. Nope. So the ceremony's at 4pm and Lila goes for a wonder. Yeah, she uh, meanders over to the musicians. Yeah, and one of the musicians asks if she's the one getting married. Yeah, like, she's how like... How old does she look? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Um, and he's like, she's like, no, it's my father. And he's like, well, you don't look very happy about it. He's like, well, that's none of your fucking business, mate. But she has a plan. 
Oh, she does have a plan. She asks him how the sound system is going to work. And he says, uh, you need to ask the guy who's running it, Mr. Mitchell. Yeah, he's like, I'm way too busy to show you, but go and see the guy who's organising the whole thing. I'm like, surely if you don't have time, then I don't think Mr. Mitchell's going to have time. Meanwhile, Joan's Joan's dress has only just arrived. I know. Last minute. Well, this whole wedding has been like, you know, pretty down to the wire. But you'd think that the wedding dress. Yeah, Yeah. the day of. I mean, I'm guessing it was get I got adjusted and the adjustments just come back. But yeah, she's cutting it fine. The book a little. The the book says she's literally shrieking about this though. She's shrieking that her dress is left. And then uh, Eva comes out and she tells Lila that Evan's on the phone for her. Oh yeah. Lila takes the call, but she coldly tells him she's busy. And he asks if he's done something wrong. And she she decides to let him sweat until she's worked out what to do with him. Yeah, she plays a bit innocent. And she's like, oh, you know, you're, you're going to be there at three. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. She's like, okay. She's like, oh, this wedding plan is just getting to me a bit. Um, So she heads back out and she begs Mr. <clears throat> Mitchell to show her how everything works with the sound system. Mm-hmm. She says that her father really wants to know, which makes no sense. Because it's like, well, then yeah. get him out here and I'll tell him. Um, and apparently there, there are microphones, loads of tiny microphones hidden in the bushes so that the ceremony will reach all of the guests. Yes. We cut to the guest suite. Lila's getting ready with Joan and Jacqueline. She's wearing an ugly peach bridesmaid dress with a little girl neckline and a high waist. <laughs> <laughs> Lila can, uh, can tell from the conversation that Jacqueline's having with Joan that Jacqueline hasn't told Joan that lila knows yet mm. she she's like surmises that that if jacqueline doesn't want joan to be angry at her so she's just not told her and then they head downstairs to the sun room that sounds like a, a lovely room doesn't it oh my i'm assuming it's like a conservatory kind of thing yeah um, yeah and um what lila's done she's taken three of the tiny microphones from the bushes and placed them around the sunroom yeah she's wired up the room and then when she's alone with joan and jacqueline she asks joan if she's really going to lie in front of 300 people yeah and and joan's like what are you talking about and lila's like no jacqueline told me jacqueline Mm. already told me all about how you don't have any money and this is mm. all a scam. Um, and then uh, Jacqueline and Joan start arguing. Yeah, Joan tells Jacqueline she's ruined everything and that she's put herself through all of this so that they could have the kind of money they've always wanted. Yeah. So Lila's plan has worked perfectly. Yeah. All 300 guests hear everything. But the best part of all of this is everyone so this is this is going out live right and everyone in the in the main room unbeknownst to joan and jacqueline is getting broadcast out to everyone in the main room yeah mm-hmm. so that means that everyone including the band have heard everything that's just been said right but then the band start playing the intro anyway <laughs> <laughs> like they're like they've just heard all of this and then they're like let's start playing the song yeah. get her in here <laughs> joe and jacqueline walk out to to the music and all the guests start hissing <laughs> yeah they're just like they're just stone-faced looking Best fuming ever. it's absolute bedlam all the guests are pointing oh. um george is furious can you imagine if you were like Oh, I don't know. A, ge- a guest at the wedding who wasn't too close to the groom, yeah. and you were just like, "Well, we're just like distant friends or a distant <laughs> relative." It would be the best thing ever. Be amazing. My God, it would be incredible. Uh, but Lila can't enjoy it because she feels so bad for George. Yes. Yeah. George calls Joan a fortune hunting social climber. 
I, I do like the bit when um when Joan is like she looks at Lila, she's like, It was you and Lila's like, Yes, it was me. <laughs> the minister is so distressed. I know he's, he's like he's, mopping, like he's gonna have a heart. He's attack. mopping his face face with a hanky and he says, This situation is highly unusual. I bet it is. I bet it is. I don't know why he's sweating though. It's like it's not your fault, mate. Like <laughs> you're not the one that's cheating. <laughs> um George apologizes to Lila for everything. And and Joan, she actually says Maybe now isn't a good time to go through with the ceremony. Yeah, like, like, so like yeah, maybe a, not. Like they like they were going to go through with it anyway. Yeah, and he says she says we should talk in a few days, but George tells her to fuck off. Yeah, he's like, never come back. Get fucking lost. I I was also thinking about this. I was like, like if he was feeling really vindictive, all of their stuff is there now. He's yeah. like, well, I'm not going to ship that back. So, mm. um, and then we get another good Lila one liner. Uh, Joan says she can tell when she's not wanted, and Lila says very perceptive <laughs> <laughs> oh but it, it, it gets better yeah it's so just the the cherry on top of this cake well first george tells everyone to enjoy the food and drink and i <laughs> like he's like consider well, it a party for lila yeah he's like well you know Ooh. so now it's time for lila's revenge on evan well, part one of Lila's Revenge on Evan. This is mm-hmm. this is so good. I, at this point, I was like, this was good revenge. Yeah. But then it just gets better. So Evan comes over and he's expecting um, Lila to be all nice to him and everything to be fine. Yeah. But she tells her father in front of him, she says, Evan borrowed the missing $500 from, from Jacqueline. And I've got the IOU because he previously yeah. gave her an IOU. And she says he wants to pay it back as soon as possible. So he just stammers. Yes, sir, I do. And then it gets even better. Mm-hmm. So she she goes and gets Bruce to introduce her to Toby, who for, for some bizarre reason is at the wedding. Well, he's Bruce's friend, and I guess maybe Bruce had a plus one somehow. I, I don't know. Bruce would bring one of his college bitches. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he's not going to bring Toby Clements. But yeah, for some reason, Toby's there. And... um. He's very grateful to Lila for getting Evan to drop out of the race. I know. You'd think Toby wouldn't have been aware of this. Like, Toby knows. <laughs> Toby fully knows that he's a worse driver than Evan. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks for getting rid of my competition because I'm a crap driver. So he's so grateful that he spends the next half an hour all over Lila. Yeah. And Evan is watching this furiously. Yep. So he goes up and he says, who the hell is this guy? And Lila's like, this is Toby Clement. And he says, thank you for dropping out of the race. <laughs> and then she flicks her hair dramatically and waltzes off. The best. The end. Just the, just the best. Moral you... of the story. Don't mess with Lila Fyder. Yeah. You, you showed me that note. You sent me a screenshot of that yeah. note. And you're like, I'm not going to ruin the ending. I just want to <laughs> show you my, the bottom of my notes. And it literally said the moral of the story. Don't fuck with Lila Fyder. <laughs> and uh, you were right. This was such good revenge. Um, it was. I absolutely loved this book. I was having so much fun. Me too. Lila is one of our favorite characters. So, um, <clears throat> Definitely. you know, full disclosure. And because it's a uh, a one-off, we don't have a stinger for the next episode. We don't no, have a cliffhanger don't. or anything like that. Although I was happy because in the back of this book, I learned that there is a book series of Dirty Dancing. Yes, you did and learn that. I immediately that. ordered them all from eBay. Yeah, There's only waiting. six of them, by the way. Yeah, waiting for those to ordered turn Ordered all up. 150 of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So I learned that from the back of this book. Yeah. Um. But our next Kelly's episode is Runaway. Oh, I know. We're back to back to Runaway. Nikki Shepherd. Yeah. 
Gonna run away with Jessica. That, one. that one's a longer book as well for some reason. Uh, yeah, just Quite a randomly pages longer, a randomly longer book. Yeah. Um, of course, next week we're we're back with Casey's, mm-hmm. uh, and it's Valentine's. Yeah, a special Valentine's episode, which is a week early because that's how it fell. But it's more Lila. It's more Lila. We're more doing Lila, a, a Lila double bill. If you listen to Casey's and Kelly's next <clears throat> time, it's a uh, secret Valentine. Lila's secret Valentine. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. Um, as we said, it is our birthday tomorrow as you're listening to this uh and all being well all being well we will have uh we have we'll have something to announce tomorrow assuming everything you know plans yeah. are in motion so check our instagram and facebook on tuesday um and also we got some comments about crash landing awesome uh trigtastic said once again the wakefield parents showing themselves to be terrible yeah i can't remember if there's a book where they actually managed to do basic parenting not yet. <laughs> Certainly not yet. I mean, maybe it happens later. But <clears throat> um, And Sarah's Reads, it was also her first Sweet Valley High book as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, imagine this one being your first one. That's crazy. Uh, Jodie Char said the subplot was the icing on the cake for her. And in this book, she felt a smidge sorry for Jessica, who can never quite measure up to her perfect twin. Aww. Yeah, I mean, there is an element of that with Jess, for sure. <clears throat> but I have, I have said many times before that I think Jess is as talented and capable as Liz is. Yeah, just in different ways. Maybe even more. Like if, I, but I, I quite often think there, there's been instances like when they work at the paper and stuff where Jess actually is probably mm. a better writer than Liz. Yeah. She just can't be bothered. And I've got a message for you from Claire Ph. Oh boy. She says uh, her main takeaway from this episode is rich. You need to let Dennis Creighton go. He and Jessica are over. It's time to move on. No. Move Dennis on. Dennis Creighton was Jess's <laughs> Je- Dennis Creighton was the one person who <laughs> Jess like truly loved and he loved her. That was like true let love. Let it right go. There. No. <laughs> well, I let it go if they stopped bringing him back. He came out, he turned up again and I was like, there we go. You, you know, I was getting excited. I did, I got all excited. He's not coming back again. Oh, I'll tell you now. He's I a year He's a time. year younger that it would never work. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about that for mm. for this week. For our birthday episode. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Well, we uh yeah, I mean, we broke uh, we broke our 3000 listens 4000 4, sorry 4000 listens um it's been uh, it's been incredible thank you for listening for a year and uh many years to come yeah it will be many years to it come. will literally be many literally. years we worked it out at one point we have many many out. years we're gonna, be, we're gonna be in our 40s <laughs> yeah by the time this is done for sure and then obviously <laughs> we do university so it never ends yeah I want to do kids. Oh yeah, we could do kids. Kids would be really do. short episodes, yeah. really easy. Kids would be like super easy. Yeah, and funny. Mm. Yeah, like fifteen minute episodes. Yeah, that'd be a nice little like mini thing to do. It would it? actually, yeah. But yes, yeah, so thank you everybody. So see you next week if you want more Lila. Otherwise, we've got a very just centric book in two weeks. Run away. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.